world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that Freeman forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation, still in quarantine. I'm not talking to you today. You're not talking to me? Nope. Okay. Nope. Today is day 21 that the range has been closed. And it hasn't been easy from, for somebody like me working so many hours. But every day, uh, the Crown comes out with new social <laughs> distancing executive orders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, making it harder and harder. Now all state and county parks have been closed. Even the municipal uh, things have been closed in my town. And uh, towns, it's up to the towns if they want to close the park or not. I can't understand how jogging, biking, or walking through a park is a violation of social yeah, distancing. Right. But going to a liquor store or a bicycle uh, shop is not a violation of social distancing. Uh, and, you know, the average sheep, they're just in the herd or whatever they call a gaggle of sheep or whatever it may be. And everybody is complying, obviously. I saw a video this morning on Twitter, uh, Island Beach State Park, uh, which is closed, uh, a gentleman jogging all by himself, 7 o'clock in the morning, and two cops chased him down and ticketed him for violating uh, the trespassing order for the state park <laughs> under the executive order, because that's a great application of our criminal justice system. On the other hand... Uh, the Crown has been releasing thousands and thousands of criminals back onto the streets under the auspices of stopping the spread of the coronavirus. And uh, so while so the take cops, them out of where they were, you know, in in confinement. Yes. Right. And put them out into the public so they can commit more crimes, then get infected and then move back into the prison. That of course. And sense. meanwhile, all our manpower is protecting our parks and our monuments and our streets. Yeah. One of the executive orders, a thing started two weeks ago. People were doing drive by birthday parties. So it's little 12-year-old Rachel's birthday in Tom's River. The neighbors, each family would get into their car and ride past the house and beep oh, to celebrate that birthday. Yeah. That was banned under Executive Order 1,376,850. Yeah. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Jeez, a, uh, a buddy of mine in, in um, <coughs> Bloomfield, uh, the police, he, he, he put a video up on Facebook that the police and the fire department, they all came by. You know, he works. It's banned. That's been banned. Wow. Uh, here, I got a message from Sandy Bell. I live across the street from a Bergen County park. Yesterday, an elderly man was walking his dog on the grass. Two police SUVs with lights and sirens drove right up onto the grass right at him and made him leave. All that beautiful open space, and we can't use any of it. It's <laughs> insane. It is insane. All right. Yeah. Seriously, this is what it's like living under the crown, I guess. A T-tax is next, I would imagine, right? I would imagine. Oh, except there is no tea. So I passed. I, I I posted this on my Facebook. Man, did I get a lot of heat from people, and a lot of positive stuff. It's gotten over a thousand shares, and over a hundred thousand uh, people viewed it. So I'm going to take a minute to read it to everybody. All right, are you ready, Sands? Mm. We are seeing the most draconian measures enforced at all levels of government that we've never seen in our lifetimes. And yet, rather than being alarmed by the things going on, so many of you applaud. People are being arrested for spending too much time outside, and you applaud. Pastors are being arrested for daring to hold church services, and you applaud. A child's birthday party is raided by police, and you applaud. A young woman is ticketed for going on a leisurely drive alone because it's deemed non-essential travel. A parade of school teachers and administrators who wanted to drive through neighborhoods and wave at children is busted up by the cops because they were non-essential. A lone paddleboarder in the ocean on a beach without any other people around is arrested because he's violating quarantine orders. 
People are being denied life-saving medical treatments because they're not a priority right now, not essential, as deemed by our government. As the entirety of our medical system is focused on one thing, people are applauding. Businesses are being forcibly closed and padlocked and owners arrested for refusing to shut down. Dairy farmers and so on are being incentivized to stop dairy farming to sell their herds, and you don't seem to understand the implications. You're being told to use hotlines and online forms provided by your local governments to report your neighbors who don't obey, Mm. and people are complying. You scold people day after day for not abiding by government uh, edicts. And if any of us dare to question what's happening, you lecture about how we're a dangerous society and we just don't care about people dying. That's what I hear all the time. You've somehow managed to convince yourselves that the people whose lives are affected by a virus are much more important than the people whose lives are being destroyed, and in many cases leading to death, by the effects of worldwide economic shutdown and impending worldwide depression, the likes of which no one has ever seen before. At what point will you start questioning what's going on? How far does the government have to push you before you're jolted awake from your sleep? How far are you willing to go with this? If they told you to load your families into train cars so that you could be taken to virus protection facilities for your own safety, would you do it? Yes. Yes, they would. That much has become painfully obvious to me. And the whole time you'd be shaking your finger and yelling at those who refused, accusing us of being a dangerous society and not caring if people die. But they don't have to load you onto train cars and take you to virus protection facilities or force you to comply because you do that voluntarily. They control your mind. They control you through fear. They control you by convincing you that the world is a scary, dangerous place. But they're here to protect you and care for you and keep you safe just as long as you obey. Now, they know that as long as you're locked inside your comfortable home with Netflix, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a cell phone, while dangling a $1,200 check in front of you like a carrot on a stick, you'll comply. No force is necessary for the majority of the herd. You are imprisoned willingly, and you're blind to see it. That's my rant. Now. They've got all the liquor that they can uh, buy. Well, $1,200 stimulus checks, okay? It makes up less than 9% (laughs) of the $2.2 trillion that was given out, all the corporate welfare. There was Congress's $25 million pay increase, too. So So I'm getting attacked constantly by people. Have you had anybody around you? Yeah, I had a 24-year-old EMT that used to shoot here all the time, a newlywed, that got corona and died. Yes, I feel... For him, I donated to his GoFundMe page. Many, many other people did. I understand, Sandy, from your perspective, people are dying. This is a serious virus and stuff. But these executive orders, no beaches, no parks, no this, no that. Come on, Sandy. uh, Do you agree with all of this? Is this really what is needed to slow the curve or flatten the curve? Is this really what we're looking for? I I want to hear your perspective as someone who's been around infectious diseases in a while, because this has never been done, right? No, it's never been Since the Spanish flu of 1917, wasn't done then. then. And I understand that there was a, uh, it came back because people let their guard down. But today we have- it came back because it it, it started here. The theory is that it started here, uh, went with the sailors to Europe and then came back and was much worse in, in, in 18. But- um, I, I don't know. I, I think I have to remain quiet over this because, you know, I've had this discussion with my wife over and over again. From my perspective, from my perspective, it's entirely different. I I was taught and I my personality is such that I have blinders on. Um, <clears throat> I had that job. And. I don't know. I have to be quiet because it's just, look, do I think that the, from an epidemiological standpoint, many of the orders that the governor is giving is, are insane. They're insane because when you, when you close down hours and close down, Walmart is allowed to be open. Uh, but all the other stores are not allowed to be open. So if you've got very few choices and then they start to shrink their hours, you're now asking a whole group of people to herd through tighter and tighter areas 
in order to do whatever they have to do anyway. So you're literally engineering an epidemiological nightmare uh, by closing parks. Look, I get it because, look, in, in, in a, for those of you in other parts of the country, you don't understand the New Jersey, New York mentality. Uh, if you were to ask someone in South Carolina, if you were to say to someone in South Carolina or North Carolina, gee, um, explain to them not to use the parks, they would not have family picnics in the parks. They would do that in New Jersey. Uh, if they shut down certain areas, I, I mean, our our area has been overrun with uh, New Yorkers and people from out of state and from other parts of the state. And to the point that we have no food left on our shelves. No paper goods. No paper goods. No. We have the, the line at the Starbucks, literally, on, on the highway was, I, I clocked it yesterday, a mile and a half long to get into the Starbucks drive through And most of the plates were New York plates. And we're at least 150 miles away from New York City. So, Seriously? And but they're coming and they're renting, you know, whatever they're doing. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But that's the mentality of New Yorkers. You tell people from New Jersey, don't do this, and they're like, "F you." So now, what is your opinion? The governor, one of his executive orders, we all have to wear. He used this word: we all have to wear a face covering when we go into any stores. Okay, he didn't say masks because obviously we can't find masks and 95 masks are first responders, doctors. They need them because there's shortages everywhere. I gave all mine away. I donated a thousand to the town. We've discussed it before. I'm not doing it to pat on my back, but I gave all my masks away. Mm -hmm. So I've been wearing a gun for hire bandana when when, when I go out over my face. But is that safe? Is that safe? Really? I kind of laugh because I see. So many, so many breaches of, of uh, it's it's hilarious to watch people they or what they think they're driving around with their gloves on they're and driving around with their masks yeah. on and a false sense of security. Yes, it's, right? it's a false sense of security from, from the standpoint of limiting, um, you know, we're in the studio here, right? Uh, I have a mask on and the reason I have a mask on is not to protect me, it's to protect you because I'm with people and potentially sick people all day long. I don't want to bring anything to you. So from a social standpoint, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with that. From the st- but from the standpoint of do people know how to use the things, the protective equipment? No. And it is a, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Yes, it is a false sense of security. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know what else to say. I, I uh, what I don't agree with. There's a lot that I. What I can't really talk about. Um, understood. Understood. I, I just I, look. I stick by what I said in January about this thing. Okay. When when it all shakes out, we're going to see numbers like that of a very bad flu season. And I don't understand it. I don't understand the models that are being used right now. I don't agree with the data that's being used from the modeling standpoint. Um, the numbers keep coming down, right? From 2 million to 800,000, 600,000. Now the they're saying million, 200,000. 2 million was pretty much bogus. 200,000 is ridiculous. Uh, it's a ridiculous number. Uh, again, they're coming from isolated sources uh, the same models from the same funding sources, and those are things that I have, I can take issue with. I, I can't really get too deep into the weeds on this, but um, I don't agree from the standpoint. But hey, look, you you put thirty five epidemiologists in a room, you're going to get thirty five different variants. I, I, I understood. Di- I've diametrically been watching, opposed opinions. And I've been watching the Trump conference, press conferences almost every day, where Fauci and Burke come out. <laughs> And, and then Burke said that all deaths were going to be attributed to corona, even if that's not what they died for from. Well, you know? look, I'm going to say this. All right. And I'm going to go I'm going to go out on a limb here. But I will always say the same thing over and over again, regardless of what the insanity is. Follow the money. I'll explain that 
simply by saying that hospitals are reimbursed a certain amount of money. Um, they're reimbursed at this point, uh, approved $13,000 for a, coro- a COVID patient. All right. If a COVID patient shows up and they treat a COVID patient anywhere, they're reimbursed $13,000. If that patient goes on a respirator, it, the, the number goes up to $39,000. Okay. And we're talking about a day here. So, when a hospital is incentivized, all the calls for all these respirators, I'm wondering what the hell we're going to do with all these respirators. Now, I am not a critical care doc, but I have a couple of friends who are, and I contacted them, and I said to them, what are your opinions about all these respirators? Are you intubating patients? Are you, are, are, are we, are we short of respirators? Are, you know, what, what's going on? And I got varying opinions back. But most of the consensus was, I don't know why we're, I don't know whether we're helping or hurting. They're seeing things medically from this particular uh, disease that uh, are unexplainable. Um, Again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but they're unexplainable. They're walking, patients are walking in uh, to the ER with oxygen saturations that you would freak over and they're talking to you <laughs> and it, that it just none of that makes any sense clinically they're presenting in a different way than you're seeing and th- at a point where they would be intubating these pa- intubating these patients these people are talking to them so uh, are we overreacting with the ventilators? Is there another modality? Many of them are treating them without the ventilators, and they're doing just fine. In fact, they're doing actually better without the ventilator. But if I, uh, if I am the hospital administrator and I am incentivized by putting a person on a ventilator, human nature says what? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that this is what's happening. I'm just saying human nature says what? It's the same thing with... Um, with the need for the call for ventilators, these things are fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a piece. We're, we're producing them like they're water. Ordering Cuomo wants forty thousand ventilators. Meanwhile, you've got an entire ship with empty, empty, an entire uh, Javits Center empty, empty, right? And we knew that. I look, when they started building these hospitals, I'm shaking my head. And saying, I've never, ever seen responses like this in, in the history of the public health service. And, and it's true. We have never done this ever to, to a country, let alone to the world. This has never been done. It's theory. And look. I got some numbers I want to share with you when you come back. Okay. And you know, I mean, you and I can talk. That was a COVID burp. Oh, fair about a lot of this, but I, I can't really. F U F U F U. Conscience, you know. Sorry, guys. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. 
Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Okay, so here's some numbers that was on NJ.com, and it omitted something really big, and I want you to comment, and then we're changing the subject. All right. The people that died so far in New Jersey... 29% had cardiovascular disease, 17% had diabetes, 10% had chronic lung disease, 7% had renal disease, 7% had neurological disorders, 6% had cancer, and then another 15% had miscellaneous chronic conditions. Now, 1% of the people that died were under 30, 4% were between 30 and 49, 17% were between 50 and 64, that's us, by the way, 33% 65 to 79, and 45% were over 80. So that tells me- At least we're not there. Yeah, almost 80% (laughs) were over uh, 65 years old. But they didn't include obesity. Right. In any of the numbers, which I've read, and you mentioned something, but I read that obesity is like number one. It is number one. Yeah. But it's not listed there. Uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. Look, numbers <laughs> numbers are very convenient things. And mm-hmm. I, all I'm going to say is just follow the money, investigate the money, follow the money. Mm-hmm. See where, look at where all this data is coming from. Look at where this, the, the data sets are coming from. The the numbers being relied upon, look at who the funding mechanisms are and look at the people involved. And that's all I care to Okay, say we're off of that, that now. Everybody be safe. Practice social distancing and uh, enjoy life under the new world order, okay, where the governor, a.k.a. the crown, tells us what we have to do, when we have to do it, where we have to do it, even if 90% of it I deem as excessive – government infringement that our founding fathers would be friggin' shooting by now. Can I say one thing before yes. we move on? Please. Um, we're in a world right now where advertisers are, where media itself is being threatened and because advertisers are frightened and they're pulling their money. And if they pull their advertising support uh, from media that media goes away. And that includes us. We're here because we have advertiser support. And I want to thank our advertisers from the bottom of my heart that you guys have stepped up. You're there. You're still there. And I want to thank you guys out there and ask you to please patronize, recommend, do whatever you can to support those advertisers because no one right now is making any money. No one has the ability to pay their bills at this point. So, and and look, I get it. I know you guys are probably, you know, laid off or furloughed or whatever, but if you're, you know, if you're still lucky enough to have a position or your business is still doing whatever it is and you can support and if you need any of the products or could recommend any of the products, please, 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 please support those people who Anthony says this all the time. Support those who support us. All right. Well, now that you said that, let me tell you, I want to take a minute. Uh, the range is shut. We have no income coming in. Obviously, we have a fixed overhead weekly cost that I can't get around. Um, and it's not a couple dollars. No. But Henry Montefrant, who made my uh, – my spear, 
uh, my Spartan Spear. He renewed his gold membership way early. Michael Yick, gold membership way early. Thank Tony you. Paris, every time he drives by, he's putting money in an envelope and sticking it through the door towards his uh, membership. Thank you. George Wayanu, Jim Byrne, they've renewed their platinum memberships. Chris Ames renewed his membership. These people are doing it early. We're getting a ton of gift card orders people are buying. People are buying gift cards to use for classes because all our class schedules down, right. so you can't purchase a class. There's none in the cart. But people are buying them so that when we open, they can come in. Thank you all. Uh, Vincent Agavino lives 150 miles away, <laughs> and he bought a bronze membership. We're talking about a $400 membership. <laughs> he lives 150 miles away. His son, Steve, who lives a few miles away, who many Saturday nights we would smoke a cigar outside the range because he would take a break from his wife and his two young kids. Uh, he's been buying gift certificates every time he can afford one. People that are still getting a paycheck are actually doing this. We've been getting a ton of reviews on all the uh, media platforms, so keep that up. But it's amazing to me how many people are coming forward. I want to renew my membership early. I want to do this. I want to do that. And out of the thousands of members that we have, only five have asked to have their membership extended for the past three weeks while we've been closed, if it goes another couple of weeks. Other people are saying, just, I don't care. I know you still have your bills. Let my membership continue to run. We've only had five people that, and I'm not questioning them because I don't know how they're doing financially or whatever. Everybody has their own problems. So it's, I'm not disparaging those people. I'm actually saying, though, out of over a 1,000 members, we only had five people that asked to have their membership put on hold during this uh, media crisis, media virus or pandemic, as I like to call it. So I, when I say I'm humbled... We are a different breed. Uh, yeah, when I say I'm humbled, I, I, I can't really say anything else than that, that every day I check my computer and I see these orders coming through, and then I scroll down and I look at the name and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, Henry, why did you do that? You know, Vin, why'd you do that? I, I mean, these people are just salt of the earth. Gun yeah. people truly are the best people. So I, I'm humbled and I thank you. Many people uh, are buying because they know I'm the tip of the spear and I'm the voice. And I said that before, that when all ranges are allowed to open and gun stores are open now, before you step over that threshold and spend your money, you should be researching and seeing what those people in those businesses have done to further our rights in this state. You know, remember, in New Jersey, holding a line is a win, and we've been holding a line for a long time. And I put my neck out there. I got a big target on my back. That's one of the reasons why I haven't opened in defiance of the executive order, Yeah. because right. NRA counsel, Evan Knappen, Dan Schmutter, Scott Bach, and about eight other attorneys said that the state could use it to pull my state license yeah, they, to operate they, a range. They're looking for any reason to hurt you bad. Yeah. You know, if I got a $1,000 fine or something i'd be willing to to do mm -hmm. it but i don't want to have i have 70 employees sandy right, right uh so if it was me personally solo fuck it i would get locked up <laughs> to, to to i would i would to make national media <laughs> that and, i know. You know i don't care i don't care but i have to think about 70 no, other people and there right. are families and extended families Absolutely. so therefore i yield to the crown for this one mm-hmm so now let's talk about what's been going on. ANJRPC, I'm the executive vice president, NRA, I'm a board member still. Uh, we won't know for a few more weeks if I won or lost my board seat because Deloitte & Tooch, the independent accounting firm, is completely closed. <laughs> so all the ballots are there. And we're waiting for him. And then the NRA still has to figure out how to do a members meeting under the bylaws. Right, you know, right, there's right. a lot of moving parts. Yeah, okay. Sure. We were supposed to do everything in Nashville t a week ago. And we would have known, or this week, as a matter of fact, we would have known. And the members meeting, they get to come up and ask the, the, the executive uh, directors and the board members questions and stuff. So that still has to be offered. But it can't until this COVID is down. Right, so. right. So here's what here's an update from ANGRPC, and all of this was run fully through uh, NRA counsel and everything, and I had to yield again on one issue here, but I'm going to discuss it. So big picture update. Uh, gun stores and NICs are reopened, all right? By executive action on March 21st, the Crown shut down gun stores and everything. The NRA pressured them, NJ2AS, SAF, FPC. Everybody jumped on it. See, unity and activism is key, right. people. I'm saying all of these organizations, right? okay? Fingerprinting was not opened, okay? Which was, <laughs> how could you get your NICs checked or a firearms ID card if you couldn't get fingerprinted? Backdoor ban. He gave in. Without saying a word, miraculously, one morning, the, the Indentigo was allowed to do fingerprints again. <laughs> okay. Permit processing by towns is mixed. 
Some towns are saying, oh, you can't come in. you got to do this, social distancing. The cops aren't here. If that's happening, send me an email, anthony at gunforhire.com. We are addressing each town individually, and we have about a 95% rate so far where they've responded. I've had, I've had people uh, message me, email me. This is all day. I'm, I'm on the, the phone 12 hours a day answering messages and stuff from people. If you let's say you're in Clifton and they're saying you can't get it, I told one of these gentlemen, and it's not Clifton, but I'm using Clifton. I said, call the mayor, tell me you're a taxpayer, call a couple of council members, tell me you're a taxpayer, be firm but nice. And almost 100%, they'd get a phone call from the police department the same day or the next day. Come, your permits are ready, come pick them up. Okay, you're <laughs> yeah. listen, right? Right, listen, this is services that we pay for. That's right. All right, uh. Ranges are closed. Now, this is where I had a yield for big picture. Let me read Scott Bach's uh, thing, okay? Governor Murphy has refused to open ranges even after the Trump administration issued a national guideline that ranges should be reopened as essential. ANGRP has had extensive discussion with the Murphy administration in reopening ranges subject to stringent social distancing requirements, much more stringent than those imposed on other essential businesses that remain open but to no avail. I made up the guidelines, by the way. This makes absolutely no sense. Individuals who purchase guns need to be able to train with them to ensure that they can use them safely and effectively, and ranges clearly can be operated in a safe and sanitary manner. We understand that gun owners and gun ranges are angry and frustrated, hell yeah, by the Murphy administration's insistence on keeping them closed, and we at ANGRPC are angry and frustrated by it too. It is extremely tempting to quickly file a lawsuit in anger seeking to stop this blatantly unconstitutional practice. But after thinking it through exhaustively with our counsel, I was in all those meetings, we have concluded that the wisest course at this current time is to resist that temptation. We do no doubt we do no doubt the existence of a constitutional right to firearms training on a range, but the height of a worldwide pandemic could be the worst time to ask the courts to recognize that right. Unlike the right to acquire a firearm, the middle-level federal court has not yet recognized a right to train with a firearm, and there is a very real risk that the current environment could cloud the court's judgment and lead it to find that there is no such right. Yeah. Okay. Courts at all levels, including the U.S. Supreme Court have historically made some questionable, very questionable decisions during times of extreme national emergency. For these reasons, we believe that this precise moment at the peak of an unprecedented worldwide public health crisis is the worst time to legally challenge Murphy's range ban. At this precise moment, the risk is simply too great of opening a Pandora's box and establishing a terrible precedent that could embolden Murphy to extend his draconian policies beyond the current crisis and into normal times. That being said, circumstances are changing daily, and we'll keep you posted, and I'll keep you all posted out there too. So I begrudgingly agreed because, again, I have to think about, you know, the big picture here, but do we really want? A lower court making a decision right. that gun training is not a right where right now it's not touched. And I 100% agree with that. So so let's let's keep it where it is for now. On some other news, uh, the Crown has said he's probably going to keep New Jersey closed until Memorial Day weekend. I don't know how we're going to come back from this. But, you know, I think a list of – I mean, if you look at the fatalities and the people that are sick – it would be pretty easy to issue guidelines saying if you have these comorbidities, how do you say comor- comorbidities? Comorbidities. Yeah. If you're this age group, you're obese or something, this is the rules. Like there should be a three tier social distancing. I- I'm simplifying it. Mm-hmm. But as a businessman, if I was to open the range, this is what I would do, you know? And all based on personal responsibility because otherwise, look at what we, you know, what are we going to start issuing armbands now? You know, Correct. You know, yeah, with stars on them. Yeah, maybe the Star of David with a roll of toilet paper in the center of it. So there could be a way where, <clears throat> whether it comes federally, hopefully, but I don't know because I think that Fausti and Burke are, you know, um, of a different mindset. Obviously, all of our elected officials, our public masters, they are all still getting paid. Yes. Our taxes are going towards that. Yeah. All elected officials, their pay should be suspended till this pandemic is over. They should have to want to file for mm-hmm. unemployment like the rest of my employees and every other hardworking American out there. Every single one of the people making these decisions 
is not being affected by the decisions that they're making. Well, yeah, they are. They can't go to their favorite restaurant. They have to use Gold Belly or DoorDash or something. That's the only thing. <laughs> they have to use their app rather than go and, and yeah. feed at the trough. Right. Because all animals are equal, but some, some animals are more, more equal, equal than, than others. others. That's right. yeah. Four legs good, but two legs better. <laughs> so everybody out there listening to this, we're all four-legged. <clears throat> right. Okay? So... I think there could be a thing where it says if you fall into this category, this is your guidelines, this category, this category, and then all businesses maintain these social distance guidelines. But that's just me, and that would make sense, and I guess that's really not going to happen. On a positive note— And in a normal part of the country, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, but but not here. Not here. But we also remember underlying all the Democratic states, they want to do whatever they can to hurt Trump in November. Yeah. So there's also a lot of well, political stuff and going there's on. There's also, look, follow the money. If I have a budget, if I am the governor of a state that has a budget that's completely collapsing and I can destroy my own economy and blame a virus for it, the government is going to bail out my pensions. The federal government, I have to turn to the federal government and they will bail out my pensions. I am in better position by destroying my own economy than I am to try to recover from this. So what you're saying is you're destroying an already destroyed economy. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, you're using this as the... a smokescreen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A diversion. Yeah. I mean, okay. hypothetically. A scapegoat. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is knife rights. Go on kniferights.org and look for their ultimate steel challenge. Hopefully we're going to go to Blade Show in June, Sandy. You we have the hotel. Open? I think so. Yeah. I think by June we'll be able to go. Uh, I hope so. But the ultimate steel challenge is up now for $20 a wow. ticket. There's going to there's like 5 or 600 knives and guns and all kinds of stuff. And every year, you know, I donate $1000 to knife rights. And uh, I always win a couple of knives, and I get a custom-made knife designed by Doug Ritter or whatever. Sivan won a knife this year. Did you ever win a knife? I did, yeah. You did, right? Yeah. So go on knifewrites.org and support those who support you because uh, Doug and Sue Ritter and Todd Rathner, they're the greatest people ever. And uh, the, the raffle is phenomenal. I mean, a $20 ticket. You could buy 100 The more you spend, the more free shit you get and the more entries yeah. you get. Yeah. So go on, their, uh, go on their site and check it out because uh, it is amazing. A lot of the knives that are donated are one-off. Yeah, yeah. And what happens There's is if you win – If you win, you get an email from Doug and he goes, all right, you got to pick a knife. Like it's, you know, so and they keep they keep drawing like a couple of day. So, you know, you're going to see all of these different knives and custom knives that are signed and autographed or whatever. So and you can win more than once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's just phenomenal. The other thing that I've been doing for the community because I'm bored as hell. A lot of people are familiar with my quarantine crawl. I own that hashtag. Well, the Quarantine Crawl has its own YouTube page, and you can find it on any of my social media. And I've been visiting local businesses that are two-way supporters, gun range friendly, et cetera, et cetera, all over the state. I'm getting tons of emails. It's not just food, all right? I'm going to Mad Cow Customs and all these other places. The list is like 30 40 long now. So I've been going with or without Tracy once or twice a day visiting these local businesses <laughs> and doing a one minute video with the quarantine crawl. And I'm having people like Leo from a little cake up in Park Ridge seeing a ton of people like George Y and stuff oh, coming great. in from Excellent. the Yeah, I've been getting uh, the feedback I've been getting is phenomenal. They're like, dude, you're like a godsend. Like the last two days, 10 people came in and said they came in because they saw the video. All right. So check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube page. It's Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range. Find Quarantine Crawl. And then I have another video I want to talk about. Sorry. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. 
As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Did you see the video I sent you, the music video of Cold yeah. by Jay Mickens? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the, the name of the song is Cold, C-O-L-D. It's the official music video by Jay Mickens, M-I-C-K-E-N-S. Google Cold by Jay Mickens and find the YouTube. Tracy and I have like a seven-second cameo appearance on there. The song is phenomenal. Yeah, very Jay good. is a Great. member of the range, lives in New Jersey, performs locally all throughout the state. I'll be back seeing him again uh, when the uh, pandemic is over he's a really great guy he sent me a message he said that he wanted to do this video so i said no problem so tracy and i did a clip on my balcony we sent it and two days later he sends me the oh, video is that on your balcony that's on my balcony oh, yeah wow, cool so two days later he sends me the video and tracy listens to the song and she goes that could be our wedding song so i sent jay a message i said tracy said that could be our wedding song i said now i have to kill you and it's a shame because i really liked you Okay, uh, but check out all of Jay Mickens' music. If you belong, if you have iTunes, Apple Music, whatever the hell it's called, or Spotify, you can check him out. You could subscribe and download and listen to his music. He's a really cool dude. First time he came into the range, he's an African American dude. He's skinny as hell, and I noticed on his shoulder he has Jimmy written J I M I. So I said, oh, your name Jimmy? He goes, no. I said, so that must be for Jimi Hendrix. He said, yeah, it's for Jimi Hendrix. I said, I stayed at the Cumberland Hotel in uh, in England where uh, – or France. I don't even remember. Right before Hendrix died, he was staying at that hotel. His portraits were all over. Yeah. We kind of became friendly. He shot a few videos in here shooting and stuff. He got the bug with archery and firearms and everything, and he, he's a solid, solid dude. Uh, answer all his questions because he had an enlightening. He got into this whole thing, and he had to be careful because he's a musician, and half his audience might not like what he does. So he has a separate page for his, uh, you know, um, ebony and toys. armory. It's yeah. called for his gun stuff, yeah. his toys and his archery stuff. But but Jay Mickens' music, the song is phenomenal. A lot of his other songs are phenomenal. So check it out and show your support. And when the shit's over, he plays in all these local places in New Jersey. I'd love to see some of you out there. Uh, to check it out. So some uh, some letters and some info for you guys, all right? Uh, also, don't forget, purelywater.com, yep. installations, 20% off. 
Uh, Roger and Chris Garrett, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal people. Great people. And they could use the work. They have financing and everything, but it's a promo they're running right now, only for uh, Gun for Hire Radio, Gun for Hire listeners. Uh, good, great you know, members of the range and everything. You do have to say that you heard it on Gun for Hire Radio. Or yes, you have to. Of course, all our classes have been pulled off. The only class that's still listed is Urban Precision Rifle 1, which is June 13th and 14th, which will be out at Bob Ramos' place, Shooter's Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still looking for a space shuttle hull, if any of you have it out there. <laughs> Shooter's Gauntlet in Monroe Town is a phenomenal, phenomenal place. And uh, so that's the only class we have listed right now. Hopefully June 13th and 14th, this will be, be all cleared up. Uh, I got some uh, emails I wanted to talk about, and then I have a great learning segment. But this is from Ken Friel, really sick of the way we as patriots and New Jersey legal firearms owners are treated with such disrespect and as third-class citizens. Yeah, we're the third tier. Illegals and criminals get treated better and offered up more uh, to them than we do. Murphy has been working to take away our rights, endanger our families, and play with the press to make us appear to be a danger and a threat to the state. Your continued voice assistances to assist, assist to our rights within the Constitution and all, all times being a trusted friend and responsible leader is admirable, and I personally thank you for that. Ken Friel, thank you. Thank you, Ken. I, I, I really appreciate that. Again, I wanted to thank all of those guys out there. One more time, a shout-out. Michael Yick, Tony Paris, Chris Ames, George Y., Jim Byrne, Vincent Agavino, even Jay Mickens. Just great that he had me on the video and we continue to spread the word. I want to thank all of the restaurants and businesses that have welcomed the quarantine crawl. People are emailing me. My wife and I shoot at your range all the time. We follow your rants. Come to our, uh, I'm going to Uncle uh, Louis G's Lemon Ice and Ice Cream in, uh, I think, Ridgewood this or Park Ridge or something <laughs> in Bergen County uh, later this weekend as well. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll send you a picture, Sandy. Okay. We've been eating really, really good. Uh, so you got to do something. <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Right, I, I really I have nothing else to do. I'm afraid how many employees I'm going to lose, uh, customers. I mean, there's so much on my mind 24-7. I'm like on the edge of a of a constant panic attack 24-7. Plus, I'm finding myself uh, hard to keep busy. I've read about 15 books, The Creature of Jekyll Island, 1984, Animal Farm, A Brave New World by Huxley. It's <laughs> an uh, interesting group. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading everything by Thomas Pinkett. Pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, all of you uh, out there should increase your reading and learn about what the government is uh, is really doing to us. But <clears throat> here's some learning I want to cover right now. Uh, the scams are abounding because of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Especially on the elderly. <clears throat> so this comes from the Federal uh, Communications Commission, the FCC. All right. There's text message scams that are going out on people telling them that they have to register for their unemployment or they have to register to be screened or tested, okay? There are scams going out from FCC Financial Care and offering $30,000 in COVID-19 relief, okay? There is no such program. This is called phishing, okay? There's text message hoaxes. There's calling in hoaxes. There's hoaxes that people are actually going on Facebook, social media, and they say, oh, Sandy Berardi works with uh, Diane Schmidt. You're getting a phone call. Diane Schmidt was tested positive, so we need you to be tested. Send in $29.99 for your (laughs) test. Oh, yeah. And people are giving their credit cards over the phone. Oh, my God. All right. So some some of the tips from the FCC... um, Do not respond to calls or texts from unknown numbers or any others that appear suspicious. Never share your personal or financial information via email, text, and over the phone. Be cautious if you're pressured to share any information or make a payment immediately. Scammers often spoof phone numbers to trick you into answering or responding. Remember that government agencies will never call you to ask you for personal information or money. Do not click any links in a text message or an email in reference to unemployment or COVID or any government programs. If a friend sends you a text with a suspicious link that seems out of character, call them first to make sure you weren't being spoofed or fished. They could capture their entire contact list. Correct. Always check on a charity for examples. And what you should do is everybody should visit FCC.gov. They are listing all of the scams as they're being reported. So if someone contacts you, go on FCC.gov and see if that's part of it, okay? Um, 
you know, all these people are waiting for the government money, the $1,200 checks or whatever. You can get an email and say, your $1,200 check is here. Give us your bank account information so we could direct deposit it. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Seriously. And they use FBI logos, FCC logos, the whole bit. So please, please be cautious out there and, and let everybody you know that's elderly out there are people that aren't as tech savvy right now because, you know, 75 year old mom might click on it. Right. And it's bad enough right. that people are locked in shelter in place can't go here again have all the stress on them this could put somebody over the edge oh, sure. losing tens or hundreds of yeah, thousands of dollars their, or right. whatever or their identity what whatever so it's they've it's already imp- lost 90 percent of their uh you know retirement portfolio yeah, well right. the dow is starting to climb again uh, but COVID-19 consumer warnings and safety tips listen there's people going out now everybody can wear a mask right it's it's Standard, right? Oh, and today. now we let prisoners out, and they can wear a mask. Correct. Too. So everybody can wear a mask. The Woo-hoo. other day, I put the the gun for hire bandana on. I'm like, I feel like I got to go to a bank now. <laughs> you know, something was drawing me. I'm like, I want to go make a withdrawal. See, now everybody if, on a floor. <laughs> see, if you lived in another state, you could wear a gun belt and walk in there too with the mask on and a cowboy hat. It would be great. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's people knocking on doors. Do not open the door. Yeah. Do not not acknowledge the door. Right. Because we talk right. about home yeah. invasions all the time. The white van pulls up. Two guys in masks get out carrying a clipboard. They knock on the door. Nobody answers. They take a crowbar out, a pry bar, and they rip the door open. Right. If you're standing on the other side, you're screwed. This is when ring and nest doorbells come in real handy. Yeah. I have one. But you you acknowledge. Who is it? We're not expecting anybody. What you should be doing right now is on a phone calling 911. Right. There's strange people selling products or services on my front door. I don't like it. So that this way the cops can stop guarding the peaches and the parks and the playgrounds and right, writing right, tickets right. up right. for uh, two two kids on a seesaw. <laughs> the seesaw is only five and a half feet wide. It's six foot social distancing. $50 ticket each, yeah. bitches. So, yeah, that's true. So the cops can respond because it might be a real scam. Go on your town's website because they're posting scams that are going on oh. in your town. People driving around. People are reporting it. Yes. Uh, the, Wood, well, Woodland Park has a website, and the mayor is very diligent. I, I love him. He's been posting uh, scams and potential scams that are going on. Online, telephone, and door-to-door. This is bullshit, all right? But you have to acknowledge but don't open the door yeah, and just exactly. tell them, listen, we're not interested in buying anything. And you should be on your cell phone dialing 911 at that moment. Right. Your door should be locked. Don't be out in the backyard playing and have your front door open. One of your kids ran out the front door and now he ran in the yard because we're all cooped up in the house. Right. Somebody will walk up and go right into your open door right. and rob shit. People are going to get desperate. Our governor, the Crown, just released tens of thousands of prisoners right. out on the streets for our safety. <laughs> Okay, for our safety. Hundreds of cops are out on sick leave because they're quarantined because they either have COVID or they've been exposed to COVID or exposed to somebody with it. So they're quarantined. You are your first defender. Now, in a state like New Jersey, you can carry a gun on your property. Right. So I recommend carrying a gun concealed. Yeah. Concealed. Oh, God. Do not walk out on your front lawn with your hog legs, 18 inch (laughs) bunt line, 44 (laughs) Magnum, you know, tied to your thigh above your knee. Now is not the time. Knappen would say it's legal. Right. But not prudent. Right. Okay. It'd be a great time to carry your gun. Please be safe around your children and everybody. But this is a good test run because listen to me. Colonel Jeff Cooper said. Owning a piano doesn't make you a musician. Owning a gun doesn't make you a gunslinger. And one of my favorite quotes by him was, if your self-defense firearm is not within arm's reach when you need it, then you shouldn't have it. Yeah. Okay? So now's a good time, but you got to be careful. You're all cooped up in the house. But it's not a bad time to carry a gun on your own property since you have to shelter in place because really who knows – where this is going to lead. I right. mean, seriously. I don't know what the average police response time is going to be anymore. If Woodland Park has 24 cops, what if six cops were out? Right. Right. I don't know how many are out. Yeah. I don't think any are. But now you have 18 cops. So what do you have on a shift? Two? Right. So right. what if they're on a call? Right. And when I donated the 1,000 masks to the town, I was there for a half hour taking a, doing a photo shoot with the EMTs, Andy, and the police department and the mayor. They got two domestic calls, 
And that was two weeks ago. During that time? During that time. Oh, my God. Okay, domestic calls are going up. People are financially strapped. Yeah. People are feeling the mental pressure of being locked in. Marriages or relationships that were already on edge, but they had social distancing because both of them worked (laughs) for hours, but, you know, eight hours, Mm. ten hours a day. They were separated, and they had enough money to pay the bills and keep a roof over their head. So two days ago, I go to ShopRite wearing my mask, and I get in line, the express line, and a gentleman in front of me is like 70 years old. And his bill comes up, it's $148. He only has $143. So the girl says, well, you can use a debit card or something. He goes, I have no more money. I need this for my family. I'll have to put something back. I reached into my wallet. I took a $10 bill out. I handed it to him. The girl made change. He thanked me. He had tears in his eyes and the whole bit. And so look at people like that. Right. All right? Our government doesn't really give a shit. No. To be honest with no. you. All right. No. So this guy, I don't know if he's, he looked about 70. Maybe he's still working. Maybe he's got to wait for his social security check, his pension or whatever. But now he's tapped out. Yeah. Completely All right. Tapped he's tapped out. out. I'm not in that position. Very fortunately, I grew up very poor inner city. I'll never forget where I came from, right. even though I get shit all the time. You know, oh, look at the guy's pictures. He has a lot of money. He can say he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Big F you yeah. to you. I'll show you my spear <clears throat> if you want. But. So we, I gave we, him. Well, let's put it this way. We both know what government cheese tastes like. <sighs> yeah, oh, I know what government cheese tastes like. Believe me. I know what it's like to use a tea bag more than uh, more five than times. Too. Okay? <laughs> That's for damn sure. I'm serious. It's a so, trying on the counter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I <laughs> So I, I know what all of that hey, is dude, like. Hey, th- dude, I'm, I'm maybe thinking about going back to that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but believe me, it never leaves you. No, it never leaves it you. It never, ever leaves no. you. So no. how many other people are out there that are like that? So now people are going to get desperate. People are going to start doing stupid things. Yeah, okay? Right. Uh, don't be surprised if you don't see somebody getting robbed for their groceries in a parking lot. Yeah. All right, well, you're pushing your cart out with your mask on and part of your peripheral vision down and you're worrying about your family. When you open your trunk or your back seat, don't be surprised if some car doesn't pull up and somebody with a gun steals your groceries. I'm serious. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, You know, people do things and crazy things. This is three weeks for me. It's been four weeks for for other people, Uh, you know, and it's approaching six, eight weeks or something. And, you know, everybody's waiting for these government checks to come in and uh, their unemployment checks or whatever, which, again, isn't going to be enough. How is $1,200 going to take you for for months? I I, I don't. Uh, It's it's not. It's it's not. It's not going to be enough, you know. And uh, let me tell you something. Um, it's it's going to be a tough situation. And more and more things are going to happen that we're not prepared for. So all of you need to be prepared. prepared. And remember I told you, you are your own first responder, your family. You know, people are going to let their guard down. People are going to be like, well, you know, we're in this happy time and we're all taking care of ourselves. And, you know, crime doesn't exist. It's like, why is crime always higher in resorts and stuff? Because when people go on vacation, they think criminals are on vacation. Yeah, but there's right. a whole sect yeah. of criminals right. that work at resorts and vacation. Right areas that prey on tourists who've let their guard down. Right. Okay. So the same thing is happening now. We have all these shit bags that are in their mother's basements that are plotting and planning and coming up with new ways to in their criminal enterprise. And now they're, their friends just got out of jail. So and they're going to and they're not getting any income. No. You get out of at least in jail they were getting a three hot, three hots in a cot That's every right. day. Yeah. Now they're coming out if their family doesn't want them to, you know, now they come out they start using drugs again. And I'm not painting with a broad stroke every criminal out there. There's probably a lot of them that got released that probably should have been released anyway. Right. Lower level drug shit or whatever, or whatever. But there's going to be serious people that oh, yeah. were released. Yeah. All right. You and can guarantee serious it. actors. And they're going to be looking to eat or get high or whatever. You know, some of them are going to get out. Their families are not going to want anything to do with them. Their families were yeah. relieved that they were away. Right. And now they're back. It's going to cause more drama. Well, you're here living with me. You're not bringing anything in. And the first thing that person going to say is, well, let me go out and earn some money. Right. All right. Especially with the domestics, right? Correct. So they're going to go out and earn some money off of our backs. And did the political class care? No, No. because they're protected 24-7 by armed guards that we pay for, the taxpayers. It is amazing how we, the third tier, have dropped so low. Sandy, we are below the bottom rung. The first tier is the political elites. Have have anybody has anybody heard any of the the elites out there asking how we were doing? By the way, no, they're posting videos, singing songs, right? Okay, bread and circuses, (laughs) bread and circuses. Look it up. Also, 
Yeah, and liquor. Also read the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. That's right. The second tier obviously has been elevated, the illegals and criminals, because everybody's worried about them. That's right. And we, the third tier, we are on our own. Thank you so much for all your support. All of you people that bought gift cards and memberships and have been reaching out to me, are you okay? I, I cannot thank you enough. Please check out Jay Micken's video, um, Cold, and also please check out the Quarantine Crawl. When you go into those businesses, tell them you heard it on Gun For Hire Radio. You heard it from the Gun For Hire range because when this pandemic is over, we are all going to need to get back to reality and start paying our bills and helping each other. Do not give your money to gun grabbers, New World Order people, or any of us socialist people. Give it to the salt of the earth. Give it to you and me right. and keep it in the family. Right. Tony right. Paris. Love you like a fat kid loves cake. <laughs> well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Not like you had anything else to do. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Tiger King's over, right? Okay, we love you guys. Carol Stay. Baskin did it. Carol Baskin did it. <laughs> Ask her husband. Oh, wait, you can't. Okay, we love you guys. See you next week. Be safe. And uh, remember, clean to clean, dirty to dirty. From sea to the shine.